Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to Take Your Bow, a new bite-sized podcast series from the Curtain Call stable that shines a spotlight on the people that make theater happen. In today's climate of increasing isolation, we want to bring you a daily dose of inspiration. In each episode, we're giving someone in the theater a chance to take a bow. From seasoned professionals to drama students, vocal coaches to life coaches, you'll find them right here giving insights into what drives them to be in the business and who inspires them. On today's episode is costume designer Amelia Sierra Vogel. This week, we're going to bring you the creatives behind the Curtain Call virtual play reading series, The Remote Read. This Saturday, May 2nd, we're producing a remote reading of Sir Tom Stoppard's play, A Separate Piece, starring David Morrissey, Jenna Coleman, Denise Goff, Ed Stoppard, and Maggie Service. The reading will benefit the Felix Project and those professionals who have found themselves out of work during the COVID-19 pandemic. Amelia joined the team last week and has been working with director Sam Yates to come up with a look and feel for a virtual production, something that neither of them have done before. But here's Amelia to tell you a little bit about herself and her experience on the production so far. I've only met you, Amelia, uh, over the phone, and we've had a a couple of Zoom chats, um, which we'll get to in a minute. But why don't you tell me your name and and what it is that you do? Okay, so my name is Amelia Sirovogel. Um, and I'm a costume maker slash wardrobe mistress and I also design costumes for theatre predominantly. Um, I've also worked in a museum making historical costumes so I do a bit of anything and everything as long as it's related to costume in some way. Um, And my main specialism, I started specialising in ballet costume um, a couple of years ago and I specifically make tutus for dancers. I've got some with me, actually, if you'd like to see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good thing is for those of you who, who obviously you're all listening to this podcast. So behind Amelia is a great uh, sewing machine, proper <laughs> sewing machine back there, industrial size. Um, she's surrounded by um, wardrobe costume making equipment. I love it. Yeah, I this little machine is very noisy, but I love it, and it helps me get things made very quickly and efficiently. It saves a lot of time faffing around because it's constantly already set up, so I just have to press go, <laughs> essentially. Ideal. Um, so, Amelia, when did you know that you wanted to work in theatre and, and wardrobe? It's not just theatre, because you do ballet, opera, all that kind of stuff. I, at about 10 years old, started sketching ideas of... Um, fashion designs as it were, um, but they were very costumey and they always reflected on history and period costume. Um, So, and I continued to develop those drawings and skills for years and years on end. um, And I've been sewing since I was five years old. Amazing. Um, So it made logical sense because I used to love watching plays as well. And I was like, wait, why don't I just put everything I like together? Um, so I ended up going to university to study costume and I haven't looked back. And where was that? Where did you go to university? 
Um, so I went to the University of Huddersfield. I studied costume with textiles. Um, it was a really good degree and I had an industry placement year with it as well. Excellent. So, very cool. Very nice cool. shout out to University of Huddersfield. Um, so Avili, who inspired you when you started realizing that this was something that you could do and wanted to do? Um, and then the second part of that question is who inspires you today? So um, I really like the design work of Bob Crowley, who designed uh, Christopher Wilden's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Um, and I remember going to see that in my first year of university and being amazed by all these costumes and sets and just thought, that's it. That's what I want to do. I want to make that magical feeling happen for so many other people. Mm. Um, I continue to be inspired by his work, but also... Um, I'm a big fan of Leon Basque, who designed the costumes for the Ballet Ruse back in 1910. Wow. Um, and so that time period is really fascinating to me. And I ended up focusing my final year of my degree on that um, and making costumes and researching all the history of that sort of thing. That's, that is incredible. Um, I love the fact that you're going back to le learn about what you can do to then take forward. Definitely. Um, I think history sort of informs our present and we should take what our predecessors have learned and develop that into present society particularly as well. What do your family think of uh, what you do? I think they're proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that my mum thinks it's pretty cool um, and when I told her about um, working on a separate piece with you uh, she was pleased for me she said oh about time you had some luck oh, <laughs> um, amazing well it's isn't that that's great though to it's it never fails to um, get me like right there when I hear that how supportive parents are um, I haven't yet talked to anyone on the podcast who said my parents were horrible and I ran away from them and they didn't, they didn't, <laughs> didn't want me to no, succeed. My parents are very supportive. Yeah. Um, and I have to appreciate the fact that, so I currently live with my father. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he gave up his dining room, so I had a space to work. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, having looked at your CV, you are quite multi-skilled in your. You talk about Christopher um, Weldon, and he, I mean, he does period from he does ballet, but he also does musical theater. We know him from American Paris and stuff like that. Um, how important is it that to, that you kind of work across genres, and especially in like a modern world where um, where wardrobe or dance or sound or lighting or set creation kind of crosses all of the live entertainment and performance arts spectrum like how, how important do you think it is for someone like yourself coming into the business i think it's pretty important because the more versatile you are the more opportunities that that can be available to you and i would say it'd be silly not to be open to those things. There's a lot of crossover I've noticed as well in present theatre now, you know, you go and watch a musical theatre number and you've got people who dance at the same level as maybe a ballet dancer and then, um, and costume has to work for all of those things. Yeah. Um, I also find that working in different areas has allowed me to learn and develop my skills and I can then apply those skills to different things and transfer my knowledge. Um, so I used to work for Beamish Museum in the Northeast. Oh yeah, I know the Beamish Museum. Yeah. I, I graduated from Durham University, so it's just around the corner. 
It is. Um, so I worked for them for five months as a costume maker. Amazing. Um, it was fantastic, like every day walking in into this world. And because it wasn't open to the public when I'd come into work, it was like walking back in time. It was amazing. Um, but the skills that I learned there about making historical costume, you know, is really helpful for even making costumes just for the stage and shortcuts, ways of making things faster. Um, because often you've got a tight turnaround as a maker, certainly you normally have about six weeks on a theater production and you have to have everything made. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a quick, but that's, that's great. It's such a great thing to be able to take in that experience to take doing something every day, having to work every day at something new and, um, and getting it out there. It's very, very useful. Now, um, normally I, I wouldn't know what people do because we're we find ourselves in times where we're all on lockdown or self-isolating or quarantining if we've been ill or have had any of these um the symptoms or people that are working with uh, you know essential frontline workers we're kind of keeping everybody safe those of us who are responsible are doing that and um i would normally ask our guests how are you feeling your days and i kind of know how you're feeling your days slightly um so just take take me through what, what it's been like the past couple of weeks for you. So um, the past couple of weeks, I've been filling time. I started with just reorganizing stuff, going through all my possessions, having a bit of a clear out because I thought, well, I've got too much. I can't keep it all. So I started with that. And then um, I heard about people making scrubs for the NHS. Mm -hmm. So I was really interested in getting involved in that because I thought, well, I can use my skill set. Why not help? Yeah. Um, so I got involved in a group with that. I dropped Amazing. off my first batch yesterday. Oh, so. fantastic. Congratulations and thank <laughs> you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, I was really, really pleased with those. And then um, because I'd been out of work for a little while anyway, I was continuing to look for work just because I thought, well, I need to earn some money. I'm mm. fit and well. Yeah. Whatever happens, I will do something. Um, and then I came across the opportunity to work on the remote read with yourself. Um, so I applied and I thought, what's the worst that can happen? And then next thing I know, I get a phone call last week from yourself <laughs> um, offering me the opportunity. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Why would I say no to this? Yeah. Um, so I've spent the last few days in various meetings with yourself and, um, with Sam, the director. And has it been, it's, has it been um, any different from say a normal, because what we are trying to do here is is create a normal production, create, when I say normal, a, a traditional production, however, presented in um, an unconventional way. So we still need a costume designer. And I know that working remotely, what challenges does that um, put towards you and your job? Obviously with the tight turnaround of this production as well it completely changes the way that the design process works because it's very much a case of using what our cast already have um, yeah. you know we haven't really got time for me to necessarily source an order costume or for me to get costume made and sent out mm. you know normally when I've designed for theatre previously it's been very much that I'll meet with the director we'll have a discussion about the aesthetic of the character and time period and that sort of thing um, and then I tend to do mood board sketches, present all of those, and then we go through those and get to the point where both of us are happy. 
obviously in this scenario, it's been very much that Sam, the director, and I've had a discussion about what will work with the technology we're using, um, because obviously something that we were looking at is backgrounds and how that certain colours blend into those backgrounds. Um, and Sam mentioned he wanted to keep everything very clean and crisp. So therefore, what we've chosen is the most effective solution and easiest solution for the scenario. But obviously, it doesn't necessarily feel like I've designed something. It's been more like managing something instead. I think that that's, but there will be, um, there will be productions where that is the case anyway. And I think, um, I mean, I think you've done a, a great job. Were, did you have any, any kind of worries or concerns going into it? Um, I think my initial concern and thought was, okay, so how am I going to do this? <laughs> um, but and working and working with the team, how is are you quite confident with that's how it's kind of come about? That's it's naturally evolved, or um, so I think it's definitely naturally evolved. I think our first initial production meeting was really helpful to have um, yeah. because it gave me a good understanding of what everybody else's thoughts are. Because you have to remember, costume is affected by lighting, setting, etc., um, and it can't just be, oh, I've read the script and I think they should look like this because what one person thinks may not work with another person's idea. Um, so it's very much a collaborative process. I would like to ask if you, if there was one album, it's just a, not a, a song, but if there was one album that you had to, and, and had to throw all the rest of your music away, if there was one album that you could keep in isolation, what would it be? Uh, if you're referring to musical theater, then Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the costumes have anything to do with that <laughs> i um costumes yes but also i it's my favorite musical i really enjoy production the music um, the story as well amelia just before we let you go uh we're gonna do some quick fire questions okay and i ask everybody the same questions there is no right or wrong it's just a this or that situation okay, okay. so here we go movies or theater theater twitter or instagram instagram Tom Stoppard or William Shakespeare? Ooh, Tom Stoppard. Of course, you have to say that. You're doing a Tom Stoppard play. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also has directed some really good films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. Written some beautiful ones. Okay, so um, Broadway or West End? West End. Clotted cream or jam first? Jam. <laughs> Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Cinderella or Snow White? Cinderella. Wicked or Les Mis? Wicked. Dogs or cats? Cats. Last one. Stephen Sondheim or Lin-Manuel Miranda? Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, either? Is that Okay. I'll, 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 I'll let you go with either because that, that, that's a tough one. Um, listen, um, Amelia, thank you so much. Just before we go, how do people find you online if they want to get if they if they want to look for you for services and listen, you know, or thank you for making PPE for frontline for NHS workers. I just think that is phenomenal, and um, I'm sure that everyone listening to this is going to absolutely want to thank you. Um, so, is there anywhere they can go to do that online? Um, so, I'd probably say Instagram is the best place at the moment for me. Um, my Instagram username is creativedoll95. Now you're making me feel old. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm a baby. <laughs> That's right. Well, listen, thank you so much. And um, 
And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend and uh, can't wait to see how it all pans out. Me too. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Take care, Amelia. See you soon. Yes, and you. <laughs> Amelia Sierra Vogel there, costume designer on the first production in Curtain Call's Remote Read series, A Separate Piece by Sir Tom Stoppard. The live performance takes place this Saturday, May 2nd at 7pm GMT, which is 2pm in New York and 11am in LA. You can donate or purchase a ticket for a separate piece by visiting theremotereread.com. The Remote Read is produced by Curtain Call and co-produced by Platform Presents here in the UK and Apples and Oranges in the US. Our equipment sponsors for the series are Sure, the microphone specialists, which microphone I'm using today. Join us tomorrow when we bring you another creative from the Remote Read series. Bye.